Hey, y'all, Pastor Emil here with another episode of Sweet Jesus. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Ice cream is sweet, but Jesus is far sweeter. And one of the reasons Jesus is so much sweeter, we're going to talk about here in a little bit, is that Jesus goes after the lost sheep. Jesus doesn't stick around and call out to people and just wait for them to come to him. He actually goes after them. He is God in the flesh coming in to rescue, to love, to care for his people. And uh, I'm excited because we've got two wonderful ladies here to share a little bit about what they are doing to embody that very thing. Um, uh, They have some ice cream. They do. Bluebell, they're Bluebell fans. So they got mint chocolate chip and then mint chocolate chip and cookie two-step. That's right. Yes. I am not normally a mint chocolate chip fan. But I do love that cookie two-step. Yeah. So I did not have any ice cream today because if I do, I think I'll start coughing. You don't want that. <laughs> no. I am, I am not quite fully recovered from uh, allergies, sinus infection earlier uh, this week. And uh, so I'm just going to make sure I can actually talk when I need to. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited here. We've got Cynthia Sellers and Tina Bergeron from Next Generation. And Cynthia, you are the executive director. That's correct. And Tina, you're a volunteer. They're trying to get you to be on staff, but... She refuses. She refuses. <laughs> so what's your official club coordinator? Um, Was that it? I'm the ambassador for the volunteers. The ambassador. And North Shore, over the North Shore, and just anything that they need me to do, really. That just is a working fact. for... God, for his glory. Hallelujah. We need more people doing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So normally I start out asking, you know, what's so sweet about Jesus? I kind of gave a little bit of an idea of what we could talk about, but is there anything you guys have going on in your life or or your experience with your ministry, maybe just a segue into it uh, that you can share? Hey, Hey, this is how I see how sweet Jesus is. This is what I'm seeing in my life, what I'm seeing in Next Generation. He's just awesome. I mean, you see the faces of the the students, and you see Christ in them. You see the hunger that they have for something that they're missing, and you know what it is, and you just can't wait to tell them the joy that you have and the love that you have for Christ. And and just like I told them today, we kicked off a new club right here in Slaudel today, and it was so exciting. And that was part of um, our introductory that – one thing that we all have in common as mentors is the the relationship that we have in Christ and that that's why they will see the joy in us week after week. And when we said that, it was so amazing to see. Um, we had 60-plus in our first launch, and all of them were just sitting there like, yeah, yeah, you know. So they knew what we were talking about. And some of them came to club with a a, a Bible in hand, not an app, a actual wow. physical Bible, and it was just touching our hearts. So it was no, just was so a thing sweet. anymore, right? Right. I'm like, wow. Sometimes we have to tell them, well, we can't bring a Bible, but you know, you have your cell phone if you want to follow along. But that was something, you know, you, you had mentioned that you might say that, and I was like, that's sweet, you know, because Jesus meets you right where you are. And um, whenever we quoted the scripture that we quoted today, they flipping open their Bible. So that was so precious to me today. Wow. So. How did uh, Next Gen get started? You told a little bit about that story. 
met you guys at the gals. I, I'm from New York originally, so guys is everybody, like y'all yeah. is around here, right? Uh, but met you at the SMA meeting, Slidell Ministers Association. You told a little bit about Next Gen and how it came to be. Want to share a little bit of that sure, again? Yeah. I mean, I may know it, but there are a lot of people that don't know it. Yeah, you know, so uh, Next Generation Clubs are actually student-initiated lunch clubs and they meet weekly and what we do as next generation ministries is we provide that bridge between the students in the schools who want to have this club and mentors in the communities who want to help facilitate that so it all started actually about 28 years ago about 45 minutes west of here in Metairie and it was a a young adult who really had a passion for reaching teenagers and um, he was talking to his pastor and he said man I really want to reach out to some kids and 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 connect with some some kids who don't come to our church and share Christ with them how do I do that he said you know you might want to go to the the high school across the street he said okay great so he, he went to the high school across the street and after school saw some of the kids from their youth group and started talking to them and um Next thing he knew, some more kids would come up to him and talk to him. And then he'd go back the next week and more kids would come up and talk to him. And he would just share what they were just learning in church that week. And then one day the the principal noticed this and said, you know, if you came during lunchtime and if you brought pizza, you might have a lot more kids want to come do this. And he said, that's a great (laughs) idea. So they next thing they know, they meet in the wrestling room, and they have over 100 teenagers in the stinky, sweaty wrestling room (laughs) eating this pizza. And they are hungry, and they are loving it. And so our founder, he he was like, oh, my goodness, what do I do with all these teenagers? I was just going to connect, but now this is really exploding into something. So he invited some other young adults that were at his church to come with him, and they started building these relationships with students. And then they realized this is such a cool way to meet kids who don't know Christ and then just share hope with them wherever they are. Just take them one step closer to following Christ but then really kind of connect them to their church as well to really walk out that discipleship and grow to have a spiritual family. And then 28 years later, now pre-COVID, pre-COVID we had Next Generation Clubs in 60 schools in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Florida, all across the Gulf South. And there were 4,000 teenagers who were attending these clubs every week. Post-COVID, you know, it's everybody kind of talks like, time pre-covid post right yeah, pre-katrina yeah. after katrina right yep, yep. that's kind of how we mark time now it's a calendar thing and so now post-covid we're rebuilding in some areas and here locally in slidell it has just been thriving like what tina was saying the students are so hungry they are calling us and contacting us and say how do we bring this club to our school we want to have this mm. and we're saying yeah let's do it cool yeah we'll make it happen you know so god has really been in it from the start and it was really Really just started from the hunger to just help kids wherever they are just take one step closer to following Christ. That's awesome. Uh, and you're seeing some kids' lives changed pretty dramatically. I, you told a story about Jacob. Was that his name? That's right. Yeah, Jacob. Am I allowed to say that? I don't yeah. Know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we've actually shared his story many times. Um, man, Jacob was a, a seventh grader at a school in Kenner, middle school in Kenner, and just kind of grew up in a, a tough situation, you know, it, um, has multiple siblings from from um, different families and, and just a rough family background. And um, he would even say that he was just trying to find his way and he was just lost, had no male role model, nobody in his life to really look up to. And then one day during lunch, 
This guy, Nick, walks up to him and says, hey, we've got free candy at Next Gen Club. And he said, free what? Okay. <laughs> he ran and he followed him. <laughs> Is it really that easy? <laughs> you would be surprised. <laughs> and, you know, we it, it really is. That's a connecting point, right? Um, some kids are like, y'all are bribing us. We're like, no, we're connecting with you. I mean, Jesus broke bread, right? Like, there's always something that you're eating. We have ice cream, right? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yes, yes. Food is the connecting <laughs> point. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and if you're not uh, eating ice cream, or uh, you, you should be eating something while you're listening to this. That's the idea. Something That's right. sweet. That's right. To, to connect sweetness with Jesus. That's right. And the fact that, I mean, we're based out of New Orleans, and so we talk about our next meal while eating our current meal. So it just right. makes sense that <laughs> yes. Next Generation revolves around food, right? Always. So there he was, invited by Candy to go to this club. And that day they were talking about a topic that really resonated with him. And afterwards he talked with that mentor, Nick, and said, man, this is really good. And Nick said, you know, I go to this youth group on Wednesday nights. You should come. You might really like it. So the next Wednesday, Jacob went. That night, he gave his heart to Christ in that youth group. And he said, my goodness, this is amazing. This is like something I've never experienced before in my life. Every Wednesday, or every week he would go to the club, every Wednesday he would go to that youth group. His mom started noticing his life started to change a little bit. He was really a lot more dis- respectful. Mm-hmm. He, his behavior was changing. He was obeying her more, which was really weird, right, for any teenage boy. And, and his, his behavior was improving, and she's, she started to get curious, what is happening here in his life that he is so different? And she noticed it all started when he was going to youth group. And she said, well, maybe, maybe I'll go check that out. And so she went on Sunday morning with him. She gave her heart to Christ, then brought the, her kids. Their whole family started going to church, getting discipled. Their hearts started transforming, right? It was a heart transformation and then the behavioral transformation. And then their hearts started to explode with, wow, there's so much more to life. There's hope that we never knew before. And a year ago, she actually married a man who she met in church, and now their families are one. They're all following Christ. Their lives are transformed, and Jacob is graduating from high school this May, and his heart is more for Jesus than ever before. And so what we often love to say is, is our name, Next Generation, is who we are. We are about the next generation. Yes, we're reaching the teenagers in the schools, but we're also thinking about their kids, who their parents, their future grandkids. So it's not just the ones that are right in front of us. It's the ones that are even yet to be born whose lives will be dramatically different because they were first reached with a piece of candy in a middle school. Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. I, I think so many churches for so long, I, I've seen this. I don't even know that I realized I was kind of a part of this. But we kind of treat kids like <clears throat> they're they're there to serve us, sort of. You know the way th- they do these service projects. We make yes. them earn things, earn money to do stuff. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't ever do that. Of course, that's part of it. But but it's rare that you see churches or Christians go to the kids where they are, try to understand them, their life bribe them. You know what? Everyone likes to be bribed a little bit, <laughs> right. right? I mean, be nice to me, basically, is what it means to bribe them, right? And uh, <clears throat> man, that's just awesome. It's yeah. just really awesome. We go there, you know, like I, I told them today, we're not here to tell you or teach you what to say or think. We're here to 
you know, help you, how to, you know, help you to think, you know, because you're told every day what to say and think. And, you know, whether you turn on the television, your parents, your teachers, you know, so we're here to help you how to think. You know, you're already a leader, but is it negative or positive? You know, and if you're following positive people, and then you're going to be positive. And they were like, wow, you're so right. You know, they were like, as soon as you said your parents tell you what to do or say, they're like, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, and if you turn on the radio or Facebook, they're telling you what to think. Oh, yeah, yes. I said, but we're not here to do that. We're here to help you how to think and think it through. And we're here to tell you real-life lessons. And, you know, I know we had talked about it. And if I'm getting ahead, just say time out. It's a conversation. That's but, it. Go for it. you know, I've been with NextGen going on like 10 years and I started out with one school it's like this isn't enough I went into two schools and all along at the time I lived on the West Bank and I and we were looking to move here we've been in Slidell six years all along I was a crisis counselor in at North Lake Behavior driving from the West Bank over to North Lake Behavior I felt led by the Lord to be there and I was there two nights a week things that went on there you know I really can't speak about but I can say that in that St. Tammany Parish our parish is one of the leading in suicide whether it's teen or adult and with that being said I would reach to Cynthia I've got to do more I've got to do more what can I do it's not me but through me by emptying this vessel it's like, Lord, I would just cry out and just come home sometimes. And it's like, you know, I can't go to bed with this. And I would reach out to my pastor, and she would just pray with me. And, you know, finally I just said, I have to come from that end of it and get into more schools. And if I can reach more students, let, and, you know, let God through me reach more students from the front li- front of the line, you know, almost because we're at war. You know, our students are at war. It's a spiritual warfare. And get into more schools and show them the love of Christ and how sweet Jesus is because he'll meet you where you are. He, you know, these kids sometimes think that I have to be perfect. You know, I have to dress up for church. You know, you know, you see them now with tattoos and earrings and all of this. This is a mask. And they're masking themselves. And... I've learned so much, you know, through Next Generation, through my church, through my pastor that, you know, when you're seeing that, they're masking, you know, the makeup, the, you know. So I said, I came to Cynthia, I said, I need as many schools as you can put me in. Mm. And she's like, well, Tina, you know, too. No, put me in as many schools. If I can go to, you know, what I'm doing already, if I give that up and do this, I want on the front on. So she did. And she goes, just let me know if you get burnt out. I won't. So I started going in as many as I could. And then this year I told her, I want more. <laughs> She's like, how are you going to do more? I said, just, we're just going to do it. And we've been just going in and doing more and more and just getting a, a, a bigger staff and it's just amazing, like she said, St. Tammany's exploding because the, the principals are coming on board. The staff, the teachers are coming on board. They're seeing such a difference in their schools. The schools now starting in Jefferson Parish, this all coming back after COVID. And the students, oh my goodness, 
we started at one particular school this week on Monday, and all you had to do a junior high say hot fries. <laughs> They're going down the hallways, hot fries in the gym. You know the coming, <laughs> but you could have heard a pin drop just telling them about Christ and that it's going to be a scripture-led, you know, club, and. It was exciting. We had over 115 kids for the first club, you know. And we're not, it, I don't want it to sound numbers, but I made that comment speaking to a wonderful leader yesterday, and she pointed out, you know, all throughout the Bible, it's biblical about numbers. And it's significant yeah. that numbers count. And like you said earlier, Jesus went after every single one. Mm-hmm. And he chooses us one by one. You know, so many people get it so mixed up that we choose him. But no, he chooses us. And he doesn't leave not one of us behind. Yeah. And one student at a time. And, you know, our motto is change the campus, change the culture. And we're not trying to get them to think like us. We're getting them to try to think like they need to think. And, and you know, to change the culture. Because it is a Christ movement. And, you know, to teach them the real-life lessons that they're not learning, you know. Like this month, it was on relationships. You know, so many of them think if at, at 9, 10, 11 years old that they need to be in a relationship with, with a guy or a girl. And we're trying to teach Damn. them, no, this is the most fun times of your life. You can't repeat, except Miss Tina repeats high school. You, know? <laughs> you can't go back to high school. You know, you can repeat almost everything in your life but high school and junior high. Enjoy these years. Get your education. Have fun. Join clubs. You know, march in the bands. Do those kind of things. It, you've got all your life to have that long-term, you know, be a husband and wife, you know. And singleness doesn't define you. We teach those kind of things. We teach morals, values. You know, um, we teach you, them how they're loved. You said there; these are things they're not hearing elsewhere. Any ideas why? I mean, what what is that? Is that just? Uh, I can go into a school, and most of these kids have not been churched. Okay. And so this is not a third world country. It's, this it's is not our a third world. So it's just because they're not going to church, or a no one of, is trying to teach them anything about relationships. Because that's not necessarily something you you have to go to church to learn about. I mean, you right. would think you would think they learn it at home, but mo- some don't. Well, and yeah. if you think about the, I mean, the general statistics of, of of divorce in our culture, and actually the the growing statistics of the lack of marriage and. Um, just cohabitating instead of marriage. And so if a a child is growing up um, watching this, then if they are growing up in a a potentially toxic uh, emotional environment or unhealthy relationship, they are repeating the same patterns they've always seen. Um, Now, the percentage of parents who stay together, who love each other, that's very small. And so we're seeing those kids learning that, and they're living that, right? And so just through the change of our generations, there are a lot more both parents. And again, like, divorce happens. We understand that, right? Um, Life happens. Those just, that happens. We get it. But we also know that with the trends of social media, right? With they're on their phones the majority of the day, this is their teacher. Mm. It's less their parents. And if both parents are working, 
again, that's that's a good thing, but they're not going to have as much parental involvement. And so maybe the parents are always on the phones, right? And if we're all staring at our phones, then who's staring at each other, you know? Right. The, these uh, devices, I mean, we're, we're taking advantage yes. of technology right now. Yeah. So I, I, have a, I have an affinity for technology. I love to use it if I can, but I also more and more find it to be like the devil, yeah, it, you know, it's, it really it's a wonderful is. tool, but a horrible God, right? <laughs> a horrible right. God, horrible teacher. Yes. And uh, it, it's, it's just awful. I actually, there have been a few times we have uh, mentioned earlier, we have a summer camp program, we have an after-school care program, uh, typically for younger kids, but we've had up to about 12 or 13 in the, in the summer camp stuff. And I remember sitting down with a, a student last summer and the students explaining to me sort of what you just did. Uh, the students talking about suicide mm-hmm. and how a parent has talked about suicide, mm-hmm. possibly using it in some kind of argument with the other parents. Mm-hmm. And now this child, this student is thinking, well, maybe I should. And and I don't know why, because nobody seems to care who I am or, or what I'm up to. I come home. One parent's on video games for the next five mm-hmm. hours. Uh, the other parent's on the phone. No one seems to want to talk to me. You know, there, there's a person right there, and they don't engage you. What does that say to you right. as a kid? It's it, it's pretty awful. Right, and you can see it in their behaviors. You can see it in the schools where they're acting out in their emotions because they've never been taught or have been poorly taught how to manage emotions Mm. or they've grown up in a toxic environment or through trauma. I often think about the Katrina babies. All these, what, Katrina was 16, 17 years ago now? So those are now our 17-year-olds. Those are juniors and seniors. Those are the ones who were born into trauma and if they never received healing, counseling in those areas of their minds, heart, and soul, then they're going to act out their, that trauma. Mm. And if they're consumed with this or whatever screen it is. It's just adding to it. Yes, right? <laughs> and so what we try to do is we just try to play a part. Play a part of helping them on a grand scale in a club take one step closer to Christ. One step closer to healing to hope, whatever it is that they are needing, we just provide that. And the beautiful thing is that these are all student initiated, so we're not coming in as, we're going to teach you things. You know, right. it's, not us. it's not us. It's actually students who say, we we need this here. We want to have this club. And we partner with them and say, great, you and your friends fill out this form. We'll make it happen for you, right? And so their hunger is showing us that, man, this is a real need, and we just get to meet that need. Yeah. We play games with them. We make it light, and we want it joyful. We It's not like going in there and like, we're teaching you this. It's not like teach, teach, teach. It's very light. Like today, we played games for, you know, they have like a 20-minute lunch. So we played games for maybe 5, 10 minutes of that, gave them pizza, hung out with them a little bit, um, prayed for a, something that was very heavy on their hearts over, you know, a, a teacher friend of theirs. And then, you know, reached out, out about that, and then we told them what we were all about, and they were so excited, you know. Um, so, like, next month we are going to be talking about stressors, you know, things that push their buttons, you mm-hmm. know, and it's all basically topics that 
they've even suggested that they want to hear about That's right. real life issues. So we let them be a big part of it. And, you know, matter of fact, um, I've asked one of the kids at one of the schools, she's the president. They have their own officers. We elect them every April for the following year. Um, the officer at Salmon High, I asked her to speak one, t- one time next week, next month, and she's excited. It's getting so um they're so excited about their clubs i have this same person that i'm speaking about she's going off to southeastern for college she uh, she actually asked for the website yesterday so she could sign up to be a next gen mentor Mm, in that area and then i have another one at north shore high that signed up i helped her with the application yesterday She's her last day of school is April nineteenth. She's coming on board at St. Tammany Junior with me, so they're coming in, and the hope that they found, and that particular student, um, called me New Year's Eve, three years ago, her sophomore year. So excited at two o'clock in the morning. I'm in Gatlinburg on vacation, and she had just gone to the Lauren Daigle concert. And she called me, Miss Tina, I just gave my life to Christ. My aunt took me to Lauren Daigle, and all I kept thinking about was some things that you and I talked about at club, and my aunt and I prayed, and I gave my life to Christ. I just wanted to tell you, by the way, it's like 2, 2.30 in the morning, but it was 3.30 <laughs> in the morning in Eastern, Gatlinburg, yeah. <laughs> and I was, but I was excited, so Every since, she's got connected to a youth group here in Slaudel, and she doesn't miss a beat. She's gone on two missions trips. She's just fantastically awesome. So I, I'm sure you know this, but there are a lot of critics of Christianity. Oh, yes. And uh, I probably spend a little too much time looking at what they're saying <laughs> just because it can be frustrating because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense a lot of times. But I think what they don't, get and one of the best proofs of Christianity and the need for Jesus mm-hmm. is when you have what we what we often say Jesus offers hope is a u- word you've used now several times uh, wh- when we see people that don't have that finding it in Jesus and then how it transforms their lives I think that is the you know, you can get into apologetics, you can get into all these detailed defenses of the Christian faith, and again, sometimes I do that a little bit, maybe too much. But this is the best testimony. <laughs> this is the best defense. Hey, here's somebody who didn't know Jesus. Now they know Jesus, and they are just on fire. They are, uh, their life is never going to be the same. They are going to be a better citizen of this country, of this state, uh, uh, in their families, in their homes. Uh, I, I think a lot of times we spend so much time, I know this is a struggle of, me, of mine also, which is why I bring it up, and, and for anyone who's listening, as to why this is so amazing. We spend so much time talking to those that have sort of left for painful reasons you know usually church hurt and and things like that and they and they get that piece stuck in their brain without realizing that jesus and those unpleasant things aren't necessarily the same thing i think cynthia you and i talked a little bit about church stuff when we when we met at the sma meeting 
that that's happened to a lot of people and a lot of people get really jaded and, and disenchanted and and we spend so much time trying to convince them and then there are all these willing people <laughs> just <laughs> begging well scripture says that the harvest is ripe right the yep. laborers are few so pray the lord of the harvest is in laborers mm. and so i mean you know is it the bible says that kid kids are waiting people are waiting people are hungry and you know i i grew up in in the church and um, I gave my heart to Christ when I was five and never really walked away from him because he's been my best friend. And so earlier you're asking, you know, what's so sweet about Jesus is my answer I had been thinking about is, you know, he, he's always been my best friend mm-hmm. and um, since I was five. And, you know, and I, I've anybody who's been in a group of people longer than five minutes will experience some form of letdown, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're if you're in a group of friends, you're going to have disappointments, you know? You're going to get your feelings hurt. Something's going to happen. Unmet expectations. And so, of course, it's going to happen within the context of a building where lots of people gather every week and you do life with them. That's going to happen. Are you trying to tell me you didn't like the ice cream? Oh, I love the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Is the ice cream a letdown? I'm waiting, waiting for this to be over so I can finish it. <laughs> but the reality is, is that we're going to have unmet expectations no matter what we're a part of. That is the reality of life. And like what you're saying, many people will uh, blame that on, oh, well, they're Christians. They're, su- they're supposed to meet all my expectations. Mm-hmm. Sorry, even Jesus can't meet all your expectations because some of them aren't realistic, right? And some of them aren't even his plan. And so there can be a lot of hurt, a lot of um, jadedness because of that. There's this new weirdness um, about deconstructing Christianity Mm. down to the ground level. But the problem is they never get down to the foundation of it being Jesus, and they kind of take apart everything else and, and say, oh, well, this is wrong. And this is, and they just start throwing out parts of the Bible. And that creates this thought process. Well, then there's something wrong with organized religion. So let's stay away from that. And let's just kind of make our own thing that makes us feel really good and super comfortable no matter what. Yeah. And, yes. and all of that is just nonsense because at the end of the day, what it's all about is Jesus, God loving us, sending Jesus for us to know him. Amen. That's what it's all about. And so all these other things really are nonsense. And they are, I think they're distractors from the real conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's what we always get to with teenagers because we'll have in the high schools, you know, we'll have a, a, a talk about relationships and students will throw out all these questions that are like hot topic, right? Uh, hot topic conversations that we do not discuss in that setting right. because it's not for that. They can go to their youth group and talk to their youth pastor about those discipleship subjects. But in these contexts, they'll have all these distracting convert. Well, what about this? What about all these other things that we're like, no, 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 it's not about that. At the end of the day, do you know Jesus? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, how is your heart? How are you? Because that's what he really cares about first. And 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 so part of me, I, I get this like righteous anger whenever people talk about, well, the church and, oh, well, this pastor and that. Yeah, well, people are people. So don't ever make relationships with anyone. Never look up to any role model. Unfollow everybody on social media because they're going to let you down at some point. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's just about knowing Jesus and knowing God and following his word and what it says because he really 
does know what he's talking about. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, just read he, that, follow that, and you're going to be good. <laughs> he made us, right? And, yeah. And so uh, you can take uh, – I heard this example one time. You can take a space heater, right, and you can use it to heat a room. Uh, you can use it to try and make a steak, mm. and you can try and use it to heat your bathtub. Uh, but really only one of those things is going to work. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and one of them, it, it may not work well cooking steak on a space heater, but it's really going to be bad to try and heat up your bathtub with yeah. space heater, right? <laughs> I mean, that's just not. It could be electrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, yes. Well done. Well yes. done. Kudos. <laughs> nice. So well, it, you talked about this being a student-initiated club process, right? So – Let's say somebody is listening and they have a desire to start one or or they have kids or grandkids that want to start one. How do they do that? Sure. First, they can go to our website, which is nextgenclubs.com nextgenclubs.com and there it actually says if what if you're interested you can click on the button if you want to be a mentor if you want to volunteer if you want to attend a club you can click on those buttons and it'll give you all the information there um but really uh we've got it in our heart to bring this to every city in america um god has designed next generation to um be so replicatable to where this can be carried out by any student, any mentor in any city across the country. Um and so the fun thing is we're in the works of creating that process and that strategy as we speak. Um and so what yeah, if someone's interested, they can go on our website, they can contact us and we can start that conversation. Um something that that has has really been a, a drive for our organization is We'll never be the organization that will go and make things happen. We'll never break down doors and bust down walls and make people have. No, no, no. We only come when we're invited, you know. Um, if, and so if there's a student and uh, a parent or a school that's, who's interested in having these clubs, we would love to have that conversation with them and, and talk about what that could look like in their city. And that's essential probably to helping you get into those non-church settings mm-hmm. right? yeah absolutely i mean it, it's uh it's got to be that way but also when it is that way they can't really say no mm-hmm. well yeah, i think there's actually it. supreme court decisions that revolve around yes. these types of things yeah. so you, you can't ban us it's it's a uh, fair use right everyone gets that's right. It's called use. the Equal Access Act. Equal yeah. Access, thank you. Um, that was actually designed for students uh, in the 80s. It was really wonderful uh, because there were students who were wanting to have clubs and then some were being banned and some were being allowed and just a lot of um, just unfair situations at the time. And so this um, is a federal act where across the country, if a student wants a club mm-hmm. and other clubs exist at their publicly funded school, then they have the right to have the club. And so that's how Next Generation is even possible because it's student-initiated, and if a principal allows one, he or she must allow all the others as well. And so we love to make that a reality. <laughs> and then, well. too, you know, in the clubs, we tell all the students all the time that, okay, you don't believe in God? That's okay. You're welcome. You know, we we welcome you because we are going to have the script, you know, our lessons are scripture based we always you know do like a little story first and then we do the you know the life issues 
And then we base it on, well, what does God have to say about this? And it is based on a scripture, and we do have prayer. But, okay, you don't believe in God, that's fine. I mean, look, my two students didn't believe in God. Yeah. But she's also got a full scholarship to a theological seminary three years later. Wow. And we didn't push that on her. Jesus and her worked that out. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. I think that's a great point, too, is that, you know, these are student-initiated, but they're also voluntary. Um, and, and I think it's good to have these kind of conversations in this context because, you know, someone listening to this or watching this might have read the report from last week of, in West Virginia where there was a situation where there was a club-type situation, a scenario that was happening at a public school, and there were two classes that were required to attend this club, and it was a revival setting and um, where they were preaching about Jesus and sharing the gospel and praying, and two classes were required required to go. Well, as a result of that, there is a, a huge protest by students, and um, I, I believe that organization is being sued. There's all kinds of horrible press that came out right. as a result of it. And so it's good to have that kind of conversation here because that's why we operate the way we do is, hey, this is voluntary. This is student-initiated. Nobody's requiring yeah. anyone to be there. We're not forcing it. It's just students want it. They invite it, and when we just create it for them. Well, I think that's that's the way it should be. Right. Jesus Freedom. doesn't force himself right. on anyone. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are plenty of people that walked away, right. and he let them walk away. You sign so up for why? drama club, so if no one forces you to sign up for band, and we don't force you to sign up for Next Generation because mm-hmm. we're the same type of, you know, it's a club, student-initiated, yeah. going down the line. We have some brothers and sisters in Christ that keep kind of messing it up for us sometimes, but, uh, you know. Well, you know, a lot of it is just <laughs> out of probably just not knowing, just not, not knowing, knowing the right way knowing. to go about things to protect the students and also protect the students' desire of what they want to happen on their campus. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So you're in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Florida That's right correct. now? currently. But yes. you want to have it, as you said, in every city That is in the goal. That is the goal, yeah. And we're on Instagram and Facebook once a week with the Insta Club, too. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that was the fun result of COVID, you yes. know, right? Whenever March <laughs> March 17th hit two years ago, right? Oh, we're all goodness. sitting there like everyone else trying to figure out, what are we going to do? The schools are shut down. We can't do our regularly scheduled program. How do we operate, mm-hmm. right? And so our team got together the next Monday, and we said, okay, we know – we know nothing. We know nothing of what's going to happen, right? Nobody did. So what are we going to do? And so the very next week, we said we need to go online. And at that point, it kind of became a, why haven't we done this sooner? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. a a Monday quarterback deal. (laughs) Well, it's like, you know, church services being available that way, sermons, things like this. Like, why weren't we? It just makes sense. And Zoom is a common word now. Two years ago, everyone was like, what's that? How do I use it? I don't understand. Zoom, like, that's what you say to your five-year-old when you're playing with cars or something. Zoom is my favorite thing when they're based in Metairie and I'm here. I'm there. Staff meeting, I'm zooming it. Yeah, it's probably going to be in the dictionary very soon as a form of communication, right? Yeah, yeah it's going to have a separate entry in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like everyone else, it became this opportunity. Obstacle became an opportunity of reaching students that we hadn't reached before on Instagram. 
And so still to this day, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook um, at NextGenClubs is our name. And you can follow us. We have uh, the exact lesson that is taught in every club across the Gulf South is the lesson that will be on our Insta Club that week. And uh, usually one of our mentors teaches it. And then we have engaging conversations through the stories where there are different things you can vote on to create the engagement factor for the teenagers where they're not just reading something, but now do you have toxic relationships? Yes or no? How do you know what a toxic relationship it is? Take this, take this little quiz and Mm. do little things like that to really help them. Like Tina was saying, not just learn what to think, but how to think, how to grapple with the tough questions of life, of what is an unhealthy relationship. Do I even know what a healthy relationship is? Mm-hmm. And helping them really think through those hard questions for themselves to arrive at their desired answers. Yeah. Wow. So, And, and to expand on that, what's really cool about that is that some of our graduating you know, next-gens in college follow that and then they have group sessions at college Mm, nice yeah so it keeps like like we said next gen keeps going to the next generation and the next generation and i have to shout this out my aunt that's probably like in her 80s she's in daisy missouri (laughs) and she (laughs) likes it and watches it every week and it's like wow i got a fan club going on reaching all generations (laughs) all generations and she watches it so it's it's just really awesome nice well we uh i think louisiana just finally hit the 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 top of the listener list so it was Louisiana and Ohio tied for a while at like 21%, 22% or something. But now Louisiana is decidedly at number one. Ohio is a close second. I spent three years in Ohio before I was here. And then we got a whole bunch of other states. I hope that someone in every state comes across this and calls you guys up and makes you so busy you don't know what to do with yourselves because this is just this is just fantastic so you got the website nextgenclubs.com that's right and instagram is at nextgenclubs that's right and how can they support you there's starting clubs initiating clubs in the area participating in existing clubs volunteering Funding. Funding. You had, I, I was getting to that. Yes. You had mentioned in the SMA meeting that it costs how much to fund pizza for the whole year or something sure. like that? Was that? So to fund one school is $500 a month. The way okay. we break that down is $5 per student Okay. per month. And, uh, and that's actually very true because we'll have an average of 100 teenagers at a club every single week. Wow. Yeah. So 500 a month helps feed these kids yes. pizza yes um and you also have a golf tournament coming up we do oh, yes. if we have Ooh. any listeners in the gno area we have a golf tournament march 11th at chateau country club uh it's a beautiful day beautiful day of golf it's a gorgeous course as well you'll have some of the yes. best food you've ever had in your entire life while supporting uh teenagers in schools so yeah we'd love love yes, for people to please join please come out for that event so I'm a terrible golf, golfer, but you said everyone's terrible at golf. But That's what they tell me. You know, <laughs> everyone says they're terrible, but come on. Somehow we always have a winner. I, know, have a I winner. know I'm pretty terrible because I've played with people that make me feel 
you were talking about unmet expectations or you feel like you're just out of place or not. I definitely, when I get on a golf course, I'm definitely not comfortable there. <laughs> you know, I go it's for the sun and the breeze. Yes. But I go just to do whatever they tell me to do. <laughs> it's fun usually. It's um, This year I went over there to meet with the golf pro and – we're, uh, the food. I couldn't believe all the food that they've ordered. Um, the prizes. It's just going to be fun. It's just one of my favorite prizes. This okay. Just honest moment. This has been something I've been wanting to do for years. We're giving away an ice chest of meat. I don't know why. <laughs> it just felt. You know, <laughs> this just has been a passion okay. of mine to have this amazing ice chest. Full of frozen meat. So my dream is coming true <laughs> okay. this year, and I got that's going to be refrigerator <laughs> being delivered tomorrow, and a new freezer. I don't think you can win it. You're working it. My husband's Have Gary playing. Play. My there husband's playing. He's going to win that <laughs> for my new refrigerator. For that's right. So I thought you were going to maybe say ice cream. Oh, you know, oh but we could throw some oh, ice that cream in there. You know, right. we'll have to gift card it. There you go. You can. We'll have we can to donate some ice cream. We'll work on that for next year. <laughs> next year. <laughs> next year. Right. Oh, well, I can't tell you what next year is. It's going to be big. I still want to. <laughs> I'm have on that. the committee. Next year is going to be big. I want to have that helicopter dropping golf yeah. balls. Yeah, That's what see, I want. That's my goal. My thing <laughs> is, goal. we're going to do meet. a golf ball drop from helicopters. <laughs> wow. That's now. That's how I plan things. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and next year, we're we're going to make the golf pro looked at me like. We can do that. He goes, I'm going to suggest that for other ones. No, we're That's first. Our idea. Yeah. Our 21st anniversary. This is our 20th anniversary, which is going to be big and epic. Of the tournament. Of 20th the tournament. Year. 20th year. 20 years. Nice. So next year, the 21st is even going to be bigger. So that's just next gen in a nutshell. We love to yeah. dream big and have fun, crazy ideas and have <laughs> ice chests of meat Look, as prizes. Look, we students <laughs> every day, so we have to think big and out of the box mm-hmm. because we have to keep them excited. If you came to one of our schools, like games, we have to keep them. They keep us on our toes, so I'm we sure. always have to stay on. What my pastor told me, my youth pastor told me one time when my daughter was growing up, Tina, you have to stay one step ahead mm. of your kids all the time. You can't be in the same group, the same age group. So you got to stay one one step ahead. So with Next Gen, I try to think the same way. So today we had them with hula hoops going, you know, <laughs> through it i didn't play it but by the time the game was over i was ringing wet i was like almost hoarse and i'm like wait i still gotta speak three lunches and i'm sitting there cheerleading like they were gonna win a million bucks if they won (laughs) and i couldn't wait for the game to be over but it was just i have just as much fun as the kids do and we just play just exciting games i mean we'll do oreos on the forehead making them try to get it to their mouth (laughs) They fall for it every week. Nice. It's fun. Because it's fun. But it's fun, you know. And uh, we just, we got to make it exciting for for them. And they can't wait to get there to play the games. I mean, it's it's something fun in the middle of the day. Well, and that's a good point, though, because the, I I wish I knew the percentages off off the top of my head, but the stats of students who deal with depression and um, mental health issues are staggering and have continued to increase for the past two years. Mm. And so if we can, in the middle of the school day, play a silly game where they have to balance Oreos on their forehead and try to pop it into their mouth, then 
that's going to create this amazing moment of joy where now their hearts are open, they're laughing for maybe the first time in a week, and then we'll be able to connect with them on that heart level after that. And so we, we just love to use joy and laughter and silliness to meet kids right where they are. And their music's playing Christian music, but it's still their type of music. It's not always the type I like, but it's their type <laughs> of music, but it is Christian music. We've got it blaring loud. I mean, you know, I kept thinking today, the teachers are going to be coming out because we meet outside at oh, Slido yeah. High. So I'm just waiting for the whole, all the classrooms to come out, you know, but they love it. Uh, it's just fun, you know, and I just think I can't help but to think back what originally got me going to, you know, five days a week is that when I was in the behavior center and the stories I would hear of why they, you know, what their story, why they survived the Suicide Act. And I knew why they survived. They had a second chance. And I got to tell them that in that setting, you know, completely, you know, witness to them. But as a crisis counselor, the stories they would, I would hear is, I'm tired of coming home every day from school and seeing a note, this is in the freezer for you because I'm working late again tonight. Mm. You know, and I would tell them, you know, your parents are working hard so you can have what you have. You know, and I'm not, and then, oh, you're taking my parents' side. But then at the same time, I was one of those parents. Mm. You know, kids, you know, my mom worked very hard for me, and I did, but I didn't have that dad in the home, you know. Um, so I could relate to them, but I knew who my father was. My dad died when I was three, but I always had the Heavenly Father as my father. Mm. And I, too, like Cynthia, knew Christ since I was the age of eight. And I took on the Heavenly Father as my earthly father. And I could really witness that to them when I was in the position that I was as a crisis counselor and try to get that through to them. You know, when you're feeling that emptiness, you're not empty at all, you know, and look at this as a second chance and as an opportunity. But then when I'm in the schools, I have to look at them, you know, they need this joy. They need this peace. You know, a lot of them are so sports-oriented because that gives them something to do after school to their parents. Or, you know, that's sometimes they're not only athletic, but sometimes that's their latchkey program. Mm. You know, it really is. But, you know, sometimes it's that coach that's their mentor. It's, you know, thank goodness we also have um, – what's that athletic you or something like that here in Slidell we I often hear him I go there and one of my mentors is very heavy over there and so I hear him I know him from there I know him from you know Slidell basketball so it's just very interesting to see how active we're blessed in a lot of ways in St. Tammany because there's so many programs like that for our kids but at the same time you can see that they're constantly reaching for something and so it, yeah. it's just a, a good club for them to, to be in and that they initiate it and just see them come week after week. And like she said, we average 100, but um, 200 and something averaging in our high schools right now is just amazing. Wow. Just amazing. And so what? If they come for the pizza in the beginning, it's okay. Yeah, that's fine. It's okay. That's fine. We, have, we got plenty of it. 
<laughs> we, we're not going to run out. That's one of my things. Cynthia backs me on that. We do not run out of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today I, I sent them out for more. It's more always time in between, mm-hmm. you know, because Jesus is always more than enough. Yes. So. Five loaves, two fish, 12 baskets of leftovers. And sometimes you look and it's like, how is this happening? Because I'm the one that goes and gets it and like, I'm not asking. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, just take care you of it. Multiplied it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's uh, a few reasons why I'd originally started doing these podcasts. And, uh, you know, I've been through a lot of church hurt stuff personally as a pastor. Mm-hmm. That happens actually both ways, you know. Right. Yes. Uh, and, and I realize there are a lot of people that may never set foot in the church again. But that doesn't mean that they don't want Jesus love Jesus, have faith in Jesus, and and so something there for them. Uh, I think there's people in churches that get the impression that the world is closing in on us, that somehow uh, the gates of hell are prevailing against us, and that the kingdom is not advancing. And so talking to people like you helps me tell the world the church is fine. <laughs> the kingdom is fine. The church as we have known it may not exist exactly the way we've always thought it should, but the church as the people of God, the kingdom of God, will never fall, right? The, the gates of hell will never prevail against us. And I'm just thankful for that uh, wonderful uh, th- th- this conversation and the work you're doing to just encourage me, to encourage a lot of other people. And then the other... Uh, pieces there are people that don't know jesus that will never set foot in a church and i don't know where exactly they are so i can't hang out with pizza and candy and bribe them you know or it's not as easy to bribe them once they get past a certain age for the record we don't say bribe (laughs) (laughs) that's fine that's fine i'll try to stop using that word but you know they it's might a connecting l- point. <laughs> they it's might a connecting listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They might listen to something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might see somebody share it on Facebook. Uh, they might uh, come across it some other way and and listen in a little bit. And and I would hope that this story, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, I mean, just the way that this works, and 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 the incredible effect that you're having on kids and on schools, and you have teachers that are saying, please come back, and we're seeing an impact on students. I mean, even if you don't like the church as an institution, even if you don't want to be a Christian, you got to at least say, there's something going on here, mm-hmm. and it's not bad. Right, right. Right, and, yeah. and so I'm just glad you've uh, joined us, joined me, joined anyone and everyone that's uh, tuning in. Make sure you like it and share it if you are. Any parting comments shout outs uh, i think we got Thanks most of your information yeah, thank in you there. so much um yes. you know and just for just closing for us um it it, it it really is an honor to be able to steward this ministry um you know we're we're so thankful to just be a part of yes. it and um i'm always very um very sure to clarify that man it is not us making things happen. No. It is not us um, pushing the ball down the field. Although we do push lots of balls down the field, you know, mm. we have lots of. Go- but it, it, we're just we're so humbled and honored to be able to steward this movement 
that is happening and that students are so hungry to reach their friends and that we get to facilitate that process Mm. through a next generation club. And so anyone who would support this ministry, who would support a student or a school would be supporting that stewardship, stewarding that process of students reaching their friends through a next generation club. That's awesome. Yeah. Stewards of the mysteries of God, as Paul mm-hmm. said. That's right. Was that That's First right. Corinthians 4, I think? Second Corinthians 4. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> good to be with you. Y'all, this is awesome. Support Next Generation with your time, uh, your talents, your your funds, if you've got it. Play a little golf, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in the Slidell area, let me know. If you're a part of Open Arms, let me know, because I'd love to help you connect somehow with this and get into some of these uh, clubs in the schools locally and uh, if you're anywhere else hey they want to put in every city so let's do it so good and uh, if you don't know Jesus man you really should Yes, Uh, man there's just some awesome stuff going on here yes God is good so taste and see that the Lord is good whether it's ice cream or pizza or candy Uh, (laughs) ice cream is sweet Jesus is sweeter he goes after the lost And he has this way of bringing hope into people's lives that nothing else can. That's right. Good to be with you. God bless you. We will catch up with you soon. And I'm going to just sneak on to let everybody know I was actually present, (laughs) even though I had the video kind (laughs) of on the two ladies in here. So we'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.